Good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC, and we are already cutting up at 6 o'clock this morning. Thank God for coffee. Oh, gosh. Coffee, caffeine, or whatever your fix. device fix, whatever it might be. But uh, I am your host, Michael Fair, with Waterstone Mortgage, and I am MLS licensed, and my license number is 173264. And today we have Mr. Chris Corveau from Midtown Title. I like the Mr. part. Yeah, I know. I need some music back in the background or something like that. I don't so. want them little horns. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm here. I'm ready to work. And I'm excited about today, and I'm glad to be here with you fine folks. All right. And again, still all GQ'd looking over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them sacrificing for my country. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, man. So, uh, hey, every day you got to dress like you're prepared. Mm-hmm. There you go. So. True. So what do you Even think about Even on Saturdays. Us? You know, you never know. Somebody may show up at station need need a closing done. That's yeah. true. So um, I'm ready to go to work. Good, good. Come, to come down and see us wherever we're, where we're at here. Yeah. I don't know what the address music is. Music Circle West. 55 50, Music Circle? 55 Music Square West. Music Square West. Yes. Yo. But thanks for having me. Yeah. And, of course, Mr. JT back there making us all sound good and correcting us when we're wrong, like the address for the radio station. Right. And I determined on the way in this morning that mornings would be great if they started about noon. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that we need be to change nice? that. Yeah, somebody work on that. Yes. I'm on it. I'm on it. David, you can yes, do sir. that. You're the engineer. Uh, yeah. Come on. Is that hey, Chris? He can legally. Well, if we it run up. fast enough backwards the other way, we might spin the world the other. You know, I nah, probably won't work. Yeah. Do a Superman thing. We get Andrew and the dog out there. They'd be able to do it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh! 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 Good morning. Speaking of like the Superman reference, what's the deal with all these movies now where like Superman fights Batman and stuff? Aren't they all supposed to be doing the greater good? The world is very dark right now. It is. I agree. Mm-hmm. The world is very dark. But I've got a more important question. Yeah. Where does Superman change nowadays? Oh. <laughs> When's the last time you've seen a phone booth? It's been I a mean, while. for real. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah. Hey, I showed a house the other day with a rotary phone. I had my uh-uh. best friend's kid with me. She's 12. Well, she's 13 now. What's anyway, that? She literally, it worked, too. It was old people. They still had it hooked up. Wow. She was like, what is that? And she was over there. I'm, like, walking through the house with my buyer, who I, who we knew. But anyway, my phone rings. It's Lily calling me from the rotary phone. That's if, if that ever happens again, you walk over to the phone with the 12-year-old, and you look at her, and you say, how do you text on this phone? <laughs> do now, do they have picture? the rotary phone um, alcove? In the wall there? It had one of those hanging walls with like a uh, nine million oh, foot long cord. You could like walk the whole house with it. Mm-hmm. I love what, I know what Chris is talking about. The little, the built in into the wall. Oh yeah, yes. I have one of those in my house. That those are really typically cool. in the kitchen. Yeah, those are cool. No, they're, they're in the hallway, the hallway of all ranches yeah, built yeah. in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, a lot in the hallway. The phone stand. My my other favorite mm-hmm. thing is go to a nice hotel and they haven't done anything with where the phone banks used to be. But they've taken all the phones down, and so there's these weird walls with partitions with nothing in them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It always cracks me up. Yeah, I've seen that not recently, but in the last four or five years at truck stops. Yeah. Like a whole bank of like five or six phones. The phones are gone. Yeah, yeah. That's you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, some of the, you know, there's a couple hotels downtown that are old enough to have the old phone banks just sitting there empty and no phones, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I was just at LaGuardia Airport a couple weeks ago, and they had, Huge walls with nothing on them, just in the middle of the space. Yeah, 
used to have mm-hmm. phones in them and stuff like that. You go in these houses nowadays, like the Parade of Homes, and it's like you're in the Carousel of Progress at Disney World, yes. where like time changes all of a sudden, and you're in these high-tech houses, and they do oh, yeah. so much crazy stuff, you know, and it's like... Uh, you know, I'm not that old of a guy, but I can remember some of the older stuff, and it's like it's amazing how far technology's come, even in my lifetime. I'm Did sure. you go to Disney World recently? Have they updated that at all? No, I haven't been recently. You know, my family's all from Orlando, so we've yeah. been there. But um, it was the last time I'd been; it was exactly the same it had been when I was a kid. It wasn't that long ago, and I, well, I, it was, I guess it was ten years ago. We took our son. And in that progress, you know, the carousel, pro- and and someday we'll be able to cook our meals in ten minutes. It's like <laughs> someday, maybe. Wow, is it going to take that long? Really, ten whole minutes? Holy cow! Not thirty seconds, man. I know, like beep, they beep, do beep. on Star Wars, or not Star Wars, but what Star Trek? Yeah, poof, there it Done. is. Don't y'all do smart stuff in your houses, David? Don't y'all yeah, do some do. of this? Yeah, we got some smart products in our house. You know, the thing that I've noticed more and more is. When we talk about phone and cable, they're like, yeah, can you put a jack in the closet? Where do you want the rest of them? I don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> just, I just want one phone and one cable in the closet. I'm going to Wi-Fi everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And they're usually using the, because right now we do seven total, seven phone and cable. And now what they're doing is they're doing a phone and cable in the closet, and they're using the other five, the money for the other five, to do an alarm pre-wire. Whoa, whoa, wait. You, you do the phone like old school jack? Yeah. I don't know why nobody has those anymore. I know. I agree with you. I do. I I have to. I'm in the country. We don't get cell service where I live. Last week, I was out with some friends of ours, and we were talking about, uh, and they're all our age. I mean, they're 50 plus, and only one of them still had a landline in their house. I mean, my parents have a landline, but they're old school. I do in my house. Well, you got bad service out by you, too, though. Yeah, I'm out in in the holler, so uh, (laughs) I don't get cell service. If you stand on one foot on the porch and hold your hand up real high. Yeah. But uh, we have to have a landline, especially if I'm working from home. Yeah. I can't get a sometimes I can't get a call out. You know, I think if you got a kid that's like between three and six, maybe even three and twelve, to have be able to call nine one one is really important if you have a small kid. But other than that, I don't know why you would even bother with a landline. I was thinking maybe for a security system, seeing as how they're putting it into now the thing. you can have it to have yourself. it without them exactly. So, and the one people, the, the couple, that, the fam- the families we were with, the one guy. He sells diamonds, and he keeps his inventory in the house. So the only reason he has a landline. Who are you hanging out with? People selling diamonds? And what's his address? Yeah, this guy's pretty, <laughs> what's his address? This, guy, this guy's pretty cool. I, I, you do not want to mess with him, Jimmy. Trust me. You do not want to go into that house, man. Not, not unless you're supposed to be there. Um, yeah, he sells diamonds. You need a hookup? I, I'll hook you up. No, but... He sa- he sells I think of that, the stuff. guy on the radio. My accent yeah. is always of value. Hey, I did his closing. <laughs> yeah. You did? did yeah. He? yeah. <laughs> did he say his tagline? I didn't ask that. He's a nice guy, though. Yeah. You did You did my friends, too. I did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to say his name. Yeah, oh, of course. Of too, course. But, but you did his. He, 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 you know him really well, actually. Okay. Well, we'll ask you off air. There you go. So <laughs> I can like get this. that squared away. But there's a lot of people on the radio and TV that I've closed over time. I'm like, oh, I've closed that person, or I've closed that person, yeah. and or a building or a landmark or something, yeah. or I've done this and I've done that. And so it's just it's just always kind of funny because I've, I've touched so many things in the city by doing closings in the last 20 years in here. Yeah. Oh, and I saw your buddy Ken the other day. Which one? The guy, uh, the rug guy over oh, Brentwood. Oh, yes. 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 Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Just the uh, Persian? Yes. Good guy. We have to come back to that. That's cool. 
Hey, we got to jump out to a break real quick, but when we get back, we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. Today's show is going to be pretty random with all sorts of surprises and fun twists. So come back here on News Radio 1510 WLAC for the Money Man Mike Show, and we'll be back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC and the Money Man Mike Show. I am your host, Michael Thayer, and we are talking about real estate and a little bit of everything else this morning. And we were talking about, in our first segment, what were we not talking about? I guess is the best I wish way Jimmy would play, come and play music at my closings like this, <laughs> and it would just come on as people are walking in the door, man, and have some theme music going on there. It would just set the mood. Oh, I could do that. Fantastic. So. I could hook you up. Hey, Andrew was in our office all last week doing a ton of closings, and man, she's so good to her customers. They love her to death, and she works hard for them, and they're always so happy. So I just got to give a big shout out to Andrew for that. And oh, thanks, uh, Chris, and doing that. I actually they got the unfortunate event of having me actually do one of their closings there. I felt is, VIP up in there. Hey, I, got I know. The main man. I had to. I had to show show who who writes the checks around there. That's right. And uh, but uh, her people love her, man, and it's so good to go to closings when people are just thrilled about about buying and they know what they're getting into when they walk in there. This was a good lady. It was a first time home buyer that I closed and man, she was educated. They knew what was going on and were prepared and you can just tell Andrew's worked really hard with them um, to get them where they need to get to. Um, it's actually a loan you did too. Mm-hmm. I saw you in the office uh, in there as well and yeah. uh, so I just want to give uh, tell everybody that it is the truth. You guys do a great job and uh, and I'm glad that uh, that you guys we work together and that we're on a team because it makes my job at the end so much easier. Agreed. Yeah. With all involved. Yeah. When, when you're dealing with people that put, I mean, just the bar is so doggone high and you strive for excellence and to have a very thoroughly educated buyer that knows what's going on and so forth and get it to the table. Well, we had another situation with Michael last week on a loan that he flipped over to our office where he was having some trouble with another title company in town, and they brought the loan to us, and we closed it pretty quick, and it was a little bit hairy, and it got really hairy at the end with some contract issues and stuff, and and Michael had already prepared the the buyer – for some for some problems that may arise out of there and sure enough they did come up mm-hmm. and uh and he was like i already talked kind of talked to him about this he was let me call him and tell him what's going on and uh, everything will be okay and and sure enough it was all taken care of so uh you know there's definitely something in the power of teamwork there to make that happen and, yeah and uh, keeping people in the know of what's going on yeah. period well so many people just bury their head in the sand when it comes yeah. to to any adversarial kind of issue or yeah. anything mm-hmm. and then they're like oh it'll just work itself out well you're just going to cause a lot more problems stress heartache yeah. frustration i have a new little speech i give people now when i'm done with them you know like when they've closed i'll yeah. say no look if you have an issue Please call me. I mean, don't just go call some one roofer and put a $30,000 roof on your house. Like, right. ask me. Or, and then I'm like, and don't call and be like, hey, this is Michael Thayer. I bought a house from you three months ago. Remember, I bought it in Hendersonville. And I'm like, dude, I know who you are. Really? People will call me and leave this really detailed email. Like, I don't know who they are or whatever, you know? Anyway. It's amazing how you can recall clients names oh, addresses yeah. situations i'll remember their i'll know their address before they were learning mm-hmm. you know but yeah well on that day alone we had uh, between my three offices 47 closings that yeah. day Jeez. And, um and quite a few of them were with you folks uh which was good and uh 
you can always tell the ones who are prepared and the ones who right. aren't. And, you know, especially the fact that you guys even come to closing. I can't tell you how many people don't even come to their own closings, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the realtor or the or the lender or whatever. And sure enough, those are always the ones where questions come up or problems arise out of them. And then I'm left there trying to explain maybe what what the lender, Should've why the done. lender did this or did yeah. that or whatever. I'm like, man, I have no idea. But they lump us all into the same boat. Mm-hmm. And so I, if, if if the lender's guilty of something, I'm guilty of it right there, even though I don't even know what they're talking about. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's 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 really impressive that you guys, everybody here makes efforts to come to their closings and, and shows up at the end because most people, if you're not showing up, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough for me to get to closings because it seems like, I mean, with right now how busy everything is, mm-hmm. it's one closings right after another, after another, after another, and the end of the month, as you know, doesn't ever seem to end anymore. And I, but I mean, from from a buyer's perspective, sitting through closings all day, you know, there, you know, and I understand that it's really hard to get the closings. I I miss the radio show at times because I'm busy doing right. closings, but. You know, people's perspective is, well, who's going to be? And the buyers are like, well, who's going to be here? Well, why did why didn't they come? And the, they don't understand why people they you know they don't understand why people don't come to their closing. I, I thought everybody was going to be here, mm-hmm. and so we're like, no, it's just you and I. And they're like, uh, okay, is that okay? <laughs> like, okay with me? But like, who are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, they they've never met us, yeah. and and uh, so when they see a friendly face there, it's really really helpful yeah. for that to happen because. You know, y'all have worked with them the whole way, and at the very end, here I am. They've never seen me from Adam. Right. And, and you uh, should be at your closings, if, especially if you're the realtor. I mean, come on. That's like, you made it. You did it. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a it's lot of them that don't go. Line. There's a lot of them that don't well, go. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get that from the realtor side. But at the same time, I know there's a lot of lenders that don't go, and I know there's a lot of us that try to go. I at least try to prepare them. Hey, I'm going to either be there or I won't be there because of another conflict or whatever, another situation I've got to be dealing with. But... Yeah, it's just they still know. And it's like the the client that we were talking about the other day we closed. You know, just preparing them for knowing what's going on. Uh, We had a little hiccup at the end of that one where somehow I accidentally told them the wrong number to close as far as the money to bring. Well, instead of, you know, Andrew was offering to do some stuff, everybody else was offering to do stuff. And it's like, no, we took care of it and take care of it and just, just educating them and telling them what they need to know, not what a client wants to hear makes everything go so much doggone easier. I think sometimes it's just better just to attack it with folks and just say, hey, this is what it is, it's, you know, one way or the other. And people don't like mistakes. No. But um, at least they can deal with it and find it out. You know, David's a little different than us. He's he's finishing a walkthrough and he sends them to the closing, you know. he So we... <laughs> So we, we see him later down the road, but he's like, hey, you're going to go see Chris. This is what mm-hmm. you're going to do. So they're literally coming from their walkthrough, checking everything out. And by then, they're so anxious to sign. They're just like, I just want the keys. Let yeah. me just go. Because <laughs> that house is done and ready to get moved into at that mm-hmm. point in time. It's funny, you know, like I've had my same sales agreement forever. As long as I can remember. And and it's got some language in there that says, you know, you can, we can tell you that it's time to close even if I don't have the yard done. I can't, I've never done that. And so I had this realtor say, I don't want that in there anymore. I don't want that in the, I don't want that in your contract. My client's not going to sign it with that in there. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Take it out. And I, and I said to her, I said, you know what? I'm going to go change my contract. Cause I, if I'm never going to do it, well, I have it in there. I don't care. I'm not going to make somebody close without the yard. And I don't want them closing without the yard. Uh. We have some builders that we work with that consistently have escrows at the end for something oh, yeah. where something's not done. And, um, and you know, the pirates are like, okay, you promise you're going to get it done. They're looking at us. Hey, can you make sure this is going to get done? And I'm like, no. 
you know, yeah. it's not really my place to do that. But David's right. I mean, he, we don't have any escrows or leftover stuff. That stuff's usually taken care of, and they're ready to go when they get there. But you guys have all been in closings where, at the last second, they're escrowing money to try to finish something down the road. And the buyers are like, okay. But, I mean, they're taking a huge risk that the stuff's going to get done. Mm-hmm. And- oh, yeah. You need to get some in writing. Mm-hmm. And you need to have somebody that's, you know, working for you to make sure that that does get put in writing and yeah, somebody right. has your back. Because sometimes you don't want to be the one, like if you're the actual buyer, the new homeowner, to have to call David and say, and, you know, get rude. So sometimes you, I mean, not that you would with you. I'm just saying. saying, No, no, I tell you. you, Somebody to represent you that can be. My advice is a little different. Don't do it. Oh, I know. If the house isn't done, extend your stay. Go to a hotel. Pack your stuff up and put it in storage. Don't close. I, even if I'm the one building it, don't do it. Yeah, but you're in. But you're saying that. But the home buyers are pushing for it still, and you're the one telling them no. And they're going, "We got to close. We got to yeah. close. We got to close." Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I, I, I want to build the. I want to be done with the home. I want the home to be right, and then the people move in. Yeah, you don't want to be messing with that after the fact. Oh my unless goodness. You, absolutely, it's life or death. After some builders, fact. it's a normal practice. Every single house. Wow. And I and homeowners put up with it. Wow. Have them help them. Go see David at Capital Homes. I agree. And not have any problems like that. Hey, when we come back from break, we are going to continue with the total random conversations today. I'm loving it. It's it's a (laughs) different I have a funny story, too. And we have a little funny. It's real estate related. Come on with it. Hey, we're going to jump out to break. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We talk all things real estate. And today we've been talking literally everything about real estate with no structure, no nothing. And it's been rather fun and rather enjoyable. So thank you to the team for just participating and just letting the show go where it's going to go. And now we have a funny Real estate story well, from Miss Andrew. Let's not build it oh, up. Oh come on! It's you said like it was funny. He's slapping. Well, it's funny to me. Everybody else to be like whatever. <laughs> so okay. So <laughs> I work for Benchmark, and we're one of the largest firms in Middle Tennessee. And we have like a intro web, you know, like a Facebook page that only we can see, and people get back on there. Another reason you should use a realtor, you know, we have all these resources and colleagues and peers we can ask a million things to. Um, but one of them posted a funny story. He, um, had a house listed in Spring Hill and he went out and he got this text and it said, why is there a for sale sign in my yard? I live at, you know, one, two, three main street. And he's a realtor. And he's a realtor. And and he had a for sale sign in their yard (laughs) and it was not his listing. And they were, he was like, oh yeah, it's a new gimmick. We're, We're prospecting now to, you know, we put a sign in your yard just to see if you get any offers and then try to talk you into selling it. That was what his response was? That's what his response was. And then he was like, he waited a minute, you know, and they didn't reply. So then he was like, no, I'm sorry, really. My dad just put the sign in the wrong yard. And then he was like, and they were like, oh, I thought you were serious. And he said, no, I'm sorry. You had to look at my ugly mug for that long because he has his picture on his <laughs> sign. So anyway, I thought that was funny because I have shown houses and, you know, you'll go down a street and there might be like five houses for sale on that street. Yeah. And if the same listing agent has it listed, I've pulled up to the wrong house and went and tried to open the door. And I'm like, this code doesn't work. And I mean, you know, it's a big to do. And then come to find out you're putting the wrong code in because you're at the wrong house. And I mean, I, w- I worked for another builder and I had a sales rep sell the wrong house. Oh, long. oh I've done sa- the, sa- the sales rep was frankly too lazy to get up and show the house 
just gave the key to a realtor, and the realtor came down and came back, couldn't believe the price of the house, and they wrote because it right it there. Because it was the wrong one? It was twice the house. Oh, my God. I could see. I could see how I've that had that happen. happen. Show up to come back to the closing. Hey, the keys don't work to the house. Yeah. What do you mean the keys don't work? That's the keys they gave me. No. Keys don't work on the house. I said, well, meet everybody out there. He was at the house cross street. Wow. Oh, wow. They did loan and every, I mean, they went through the whole, the whole shebang. So then they just wow. were stuck buying that house. Yes. I hope it was I also had an investor one time that um, was buying a house, and it was a guy flipping, and he goes, go down there on Main Street or whatever, and you'll see my sign, and that's the house, and take a look at it. And so the guy said, yeah, I'm going to buy it. He goes, okay, but I can't close for a week. And, but the seller said, I can't close for a week. And the investor says, no problem. I'm going to go ahead and get a start on it because I'm going to go ahead and get it flipped and get it ready to go. No problem. And this is why you have to be careful who you're flipping with. Come down to the date of closing, and um, the guy gave him the keys to the house. And he goes, I don't need the keys to the house. I already tore the roof off. <laughs> and uh, good to go. And uh, come to find out there was a house for sale across the street that was bank-owned. Oh, and my God. The flipper did not have a, a sign in front of his house, the house that he was selling. Oh, my oh wow. God. And so the guy ripped the roof off the house, and he was like, and I remember U.S. Bank owned it. And he says, uh, well, is U.S. Bank going to sue me? I'm like, well, first of all, you only improved the property. So, <laughs> I mean, they're probably thrilled. He's like, well, can I get my money back? And I went, you better go with the first one. Are they going to sue me or not at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he'd already sunk 50 grand into this house. He ripped the roof off and was doing a bunch of stuff. And uh, well, I hope he got to buy it. No, he never did. Never did. So uh, oh, he bought wow. the he bought the other one. But yeah, I mean, it was just an it was just a flip guy. I said, yeah, I got this house. You know, that I'm going to be flipping, and this is where it's at. It's on this road. But he never gave him the number. Now there's a nice big blue tarp on top of the uh, house, right? Yes. So uh, so the moral is is that don't be lazy. I guess go show the property. Make sure, make sure you right make house. sure you're at the right house, and uh, that wow. stuff happens. People are just very nonchalant about it. How can you start on a house without even having the street number? Yep, go. It's over on Jones Street. Go, go check it out. And guy down the road, and he's a sign. And, there's a sign and they, and they pulled is. a permit and everything. I'm gonna guess he did. Well, I don't know if he pulled the permit or not. I didn't get that far into it because he came to me trying to get his money back because we were trying to do the closing. And I'm like, buddy, there's nothing I can do to help you at this point. Yeah, you are S O L. Pray you don't get sued. That's what he's. I, well, I wouldn't worry about the bank suit him. He actually put the roof on the house already, so he he had, Literally he had improved substantially it. improved the property. So I'm sure U.S. Bank was thrilled. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> but they probably they had no idea. I mean, those properties, you know, oh, a couple years ago, they're forever. unmonitored, so nobody knows. And oh, um, to do it, so I had a friend of mine who wanted to buy a house at a particular address, and he calls me up and says, "David, find out who owns it." And I found out who the bank was. And I knew somebody at the bank, and I, I called the bank up, and I said, hey, I got a friend of mine who really wants to buy this house that you own at this address. And they go, we don't own that house. I was like, well, the tax records say that you do. Did you sell it or whatever? And they said, no, no, no. And then come <laughs> to find out, they, oh, yeah, they did own it. They didn't even know they owned it. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. They had it for four years. Didn't even know they owned me. it. Not me yeah, neither. That wouldn't surprise me. No manager, oh, where's an asset? Pretty much. I had a short sale condo downtown. It was like, I mean, it was during the recession, but it was like $69,000 condo. Hmm. And my guy was buying it from Bank of America. They owned it, short sale, doing the loan with Bank of America. Mm -hmm. They denied the loan on their own property they own. So my guy's like, well, will you take 59 cash? And they were like, sure. So we still closed and he got a better deal. Wow. And now that's worth about 150 wow. maybe, maybe more than that. Yeah. Well, why did they decline the loan? Was it a legitimate reason? 
I don't. It was like no, like it was something to do with the condition of the property. It wasn't even in bad shape. I don't that, remember. Oh my god! Denied their own loan of the property they owned and took less money for it. Banks are too much. Yeah, too much. That, love that's why you call a good lender who knows what they're doing, such as yes. Mike at Waterstone Mortgage. Yeah, because I mean, so many people just read the rule and just. I mean, we can't just make a common sense decision as much as we want or like to, but at the same time, that just is yeah. bonehead stupid. Wow. So what do you guys think about the third and fourth quarter? Well, we're in the third quarter. Are we third quarter yet? We are in the yeah. third quarter. Um, a full week. About to say it's it's all running together. Slow down. You think it's going to slow down this year going into the fourth? I'm in national or national? I kind of go up and down and this, up and down, but I'm ramping up to have a really busy. Yeah, I, I think if there's a slowdown, it'll be because there's no inventory. I could see, I see that, and sure. our numbers a little bit are, I mean, we had a, our J- July was almost half the production we had in June. Yeah. I mean, that's a big number to go down wow. from one month to the next. Really? Um, yeah, absolutely. Now, we started off August with a with a big bang, uh, but I mean, there's there was quite, we did little little over half of what we did from June to July. Are you seeing, I wanted to ask you this earlier, Chris, do you, are you seeing any... Assigned contracts for houses, not as many as I used to. Okay, but um, but to be honest with you, um, a lot of that business we're no longer working in that field because it's gotten it's gotten very vicious right now. And we had a couple clients who did it, and we just basically stopped working with them um, because of some of the uh, business practices that they were doing. And and uh, you know, a lot of these properties, a lot of these properties are just in terrible shape and. They're really hard to fix the titles on them, and uh, and the investor people, all they're looking at is a dollar and not the money to fix it. And so we can't do that stuff for free. So it just got to the point where, you know, it's just not the type of work that we wanted wanted to do. There was a time when people would write contracts with a builder, and then the five months that it takes the builder to build a home, they turn around, you know, right at the last month, they put a FISBO sign in the yard of a house they don't own yet, sell the contract. Right. Oh, sure. Have you, are you seeing that at all or not yet? Not as much on the new homes because it takes so long to get done. Yeah. But, I mean, the investors are buying houses left and right still around town. Yeah. Sure. Hey, we got to jump out to a break real quick. Come back. We're going to finish up the show and try to go through a little rapid fire with several different topics. So, been listening to the Money Man Mike show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. <laughs> Chris is over here. <laughs> Love you, man. You bring some different flair to the show that nobody can match. <laughs> today I'm today I got my A game. <laughs> you got more than your A game, man. Uh, today the A game showed up. So you are on fire today. It's been that gym trip I gave before I got in here. Got my blood pumping in here. <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to need you today out there at Summerfield at my model. I'm gonna, I got like six appointments today, all for Delvin Downs. I can probably sell every one of them. Did you come I'm, out? I'm it doesn't help me just direct traffic. I'm, I'm amped. Sell, sell, sell some of those fizzbos. I sell some of those. Oh. Mike and David know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> and the rest of us are saying, what the f***? <laughs> All right. That's your oh. warning. You just used an acronym. FISBO. Explain. 
What is it? Uh, are you going to gong me now? <laughs> For sale by owner. There you go. I was referring to houses that are being sold by the owner. Fizbo. There you go. I shall never use an acronym again. <laughs> that is great. But I did love that. That was perfect. Jimmy, that's that awesome. Fantastic. Now we'll all be sitting here going... Do, 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 waiting for the next time you say something wrong. <laughs> I can see you throwing your hands open. What? What is yeah. what I do now? Well, I got a piece of equipment next to me that says "Do not touch," and I thought I touched it or something. <laughs> I was like, I didn't mean to. I promise. I'm just gonna start hitting that randomly. You guys will be freaking out. What did I do? What I do? Yeah. But it is true. They do have conversations a lot where people where we're like, "What are they talking about?" Oh, so, uh, that was that was perfect. Sorry. Yeah, you get all into numbers and stuff and percentages, and I'm like, I'm lost, and I do this for a living. I'm a geek. What do you want? He's an engineer. Whatever. He is a geek. geek. I like geek better. I'm a geek. We talk on the same language, and the the problem is, is man, just trying to take that and paint it into a picture for somebody to be able to visualize it over the radio. It's hard. That's true. Very difficult. Ask me. I'll keep it it real. You do keep (laughs) it real. You keep it very real. I had taught a class the other night. I'm sorry I interrupted you there. A, a home buyer class the other night. And one of the couples that were there, were actually, I closed them uh, last week. And at the, when they were at the home buyer class, uh, they were like, oh, well, you know, what, ask them what's going to happen at closing. And so I was going, just kind of giving a brief overview. They're like, can we just sign the papers? Because we're bringing <laughs> barf bags with us because we're going to probably throw up all over ourselves signing. And I'm like, it's not that bad, you know, but it's easy for me to say because yeah. I'm just providing papers and they're signing off. But they were so nervous, and I just try to tell people, hey, the work's done. Mm-hmm. You're seeing me. I'll, you've, you've already put the effort in at did this Did they point. bring a barf bag? They did, and <laughs> I thought her husband was going to throw up on himself. Poor thing. He oh was so nervous. They had never – first one in their family to ever buy houses. They had – those are great days, aren't they? Oh, it is. I know. It's so yeah. rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worked like three jobs to get the money together, oh, the need. Goodness. And they did everything they were supposed to do every step along the way, the agent was saying, you know, and and they worked really, really hard to get to to, to get a house. Accomplished the American uh, dream. Yeah. That's and, fantastic. Uh, yeah. And uh, so it was it was rewarding and I I joked with them and I told them we were gonna get, call them the next day, give them a test. <laughs> you know, and go over the paperwork and they thought I was serious. I'm like, No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Heck, so, I remember when I signed for the first time it was like i mean it's like your your hands are shaking you're like what in the hell am i doing yeah it am could i be. doing the right thing am i not doing the right thing how yeah. much am i signing for well i walk in there with a six inch yeah. file okay yeah. with paper all in it which is probably already intimidating mm-hmm. enough to do that but i got to have all that stuff in case questions pop up or yep. something mm-hmm. comes up i've got to have all the i've got you know, what's in there is like the title work the lender's engagement letter to us so we know what's been agreed to the contract mm-hmm. so everything i need so if people's asking me questions we can i can try to answer them intelligently enough to do that but it, it's intimidating people see that big folder yeah. hit the table and they're like oh my yeah now i fast forward to signing on my first home when i didn't know anything i didn't even know what fha stood for and that's what i got and next thing i know here we are buying houses renting flipping and so forth and it's like now you just you got a, a, a doctor signature because you're tired of actually signing it you just like how quick can you robo sign it yeah you don't even read anymore see i think you should be able to get a rubber stamp your signature on it i would love that well just the e-sign boom, boom, boom. the e the e-laws are just not real conducive there mr jimmy about uh the rubber stamp uh, fake signatures on a promissory note at this point now the government is pushing uh, our industry to revamp yes. the e-signature laws to do that and i think we'll come to some sort of an agreement somewhere down the road but it may Pushing not be hard. in my in my lifetime that that happens but we can do it on our taxes right 
Um, you know, I'm not yeah. a tax advisor. In a document you signed with me at closing, it outlines that, that I do not provide tax advice. <laughs> we have a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you can rubber stamp your tax returns mm-hmm. to uh, to do that. But to show you the difference, you know, if, if David walks in and comes and does closings, I don't even know if he knows what he signs. I mean, uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I do. I, I know what I'm signing. He gets the numbers in advance. But I get I I yeah. signed that promissory note 18 times. And I, you know, what's well, like I tell a hundred times. I mean, I, eh, whatever. You know, I've read them all before I get there. I should say I read them all. I've read the one from the bank before I get there, so I know what it is. But after they don't change the documents on me. Nah. Yeah, and and I think it was the client that we that we closed Friday morning. I told them there's two documents to pay attention to, yeah. your note and the deed. Yeah. You pay, you stay, you don't, you go. Everything else, you don't have an option in. Yeah. You pay, you stay, you don't, you won't. Yeah. Bottom line. So and everything no, else is standard. None of you guys work with radar then, right? Remember that in the, in the show, MASH? He'd always have <laughs> have the colonel sign stuff. He would know what he was signing. Just flipping it over and going <laughs> yeah. from there. It's pretty much the way, it works. <laughs> the way it works. You know, it's funny. You were talking about disclaimers, and I've, I, you, realtors in general, Mm-hmm. Andrea has this disclaimer that she has everybody sign that says basically I'm not responsible for anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> War Eagle. It basically says if you buy the house and a tornado takes it away, you can't sue my company. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. buy the house and it's not the square footage you thought, you can't sue my company. Well, well and it also I don't know says, anything. You can't sue my company. Yeah, I'm not responsible for the construction. I'm not responsible yeah. for the warranty. No, it does. Okay, so so here I am, you know, and every realtor is kind of signing these things now, and I'm going through the agreements now, and I'm supposed to put a document as the builder in front of somebody that says I'm not responsible for the house. Well, I am responsible for the house. Yeah. So I've I've fin- I've given up. I talked to my broker. I said like I'm not going to get this signed anymore. What I'm going to do is the realtor that's representing the buyers. I'm going to have them bring it and have them explain it because I can't explain how I'm not responsible for anything as a realtor, but I'm responsible for everything as the contractor because it's just too uh, yeah. you know people it's convoluted. Yeah, they're like, uh, what do you mean you're not responsible? I, I mean I'm not. Me not responsible. Yeah, well, uh, it's not worth explaining. I don't. I wouldn't it. envy you having to try to explain oh, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but you can thank people that sue people over stupid nothing. Yeah, and I mean that's half the reason. Actually, that is the reason, and you can validate this, Chris. Why we have these thick six-inch packages that well, we don't have them that bad anymore. But all that stuff that's in there, and all the things that we ask for as a lender, is because of the previous lawsuits, previous defaults, previous fraud. Well, Everything you and I else. had a discussion a few weeks ago about a client that um, that had some issues after closing with, oh, some, yeah. with some housing issues and stuff like that. And you know, I, you know, obviously, I don't think there was anything that can happen on that. I mean, but there was so many disclaimers on this and that and timeframes and mm-hmm. stuff that have expired that I don't think there was anything they can do. And that the customer was in a really, 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 really tough, really bad spot on that yeah. deal. And um, you know, it's just. It's the importance of doing certain steps along the way during the during the buy-in process and making sure certain things are done and and uh, and that's a prime example. We could probably spend the whole show on that another day talking about that. Mm. Yeah, he he basically, for lack of better terms, basically bought a lemon. Ouch. Which is tough because we all we all recommend people. So like Andrea, you recommend a home inspector or title company and so forth and david you do yours and chris and here this home inspection was done and came back no problem Mm. or not not nothing major as far as problems then a storm comes through and it reveals a bunch of problems oh wow so 
I, I, I'd like – I'd actually – I think, Chris, you, you gave a good suggestion of let's just pick this up and continue with this next week because, I mean, what do you do? Let's talk about some scenarios, the worst-case scenarios that we've all ran into and – Buy new. Well, you always buy new. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about some worst-case scenarios for everybody that's listening and, and say, okay, if you find yourself in this situation or how can you prevent yourself from getting in a situation? Jimmy, what do you think? I think it's a good idea. Chris? Hey, if I can help somebody, one person, not run into what this customer ran yeah. into, then I'm all for it because yeah. this person's in a really bad spot. We'll come together with some uh, previous horror stories and help you guys navigate some of the skeletons out there and so on. So we've got to run. Jimmy's been giving us the wrap. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WAC. Adios.